someone sit in the council before we came in, and you got the easy part, meaning me. <laughs> so it's good to be with you to lead you in God's Word. God's Word speaks to us this morning from Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 35. The prophecy of Isaiah chapter 35. And God's word reads as follows. The desert and the parched land will be glad. The wilderness will rejoice and blossom. Like a crocus, it will burst into bloom. It will rejoice greatly and shout for joy. The glory of Lebanon will be given to it, the splendor of Carmel and Sharon. They will see the glory of the Lord, the splendor of our God. Strengthen the feeble hands, steady the knees that give way. Say to those with fearful hearts, be strong, do not fear. Your God will come. He will come with vengeance, with divine retribution, and he will come to save you. Then will the eyes of the blind be open and the ears of the deaf unstopped. Then will the lame leap like a deer and the mute tongue shout for joy. Water will gush forth in the wilderness and streams in the desert. The burning sand will become a pool, the thirsty ground bubbling springs. In the haunts where jackals once lay, grass and reeds and papyrus will grow. And a highway will be there. It will be called the way, the, the way of the holiness and unclean, but the unclean will not journey on it. It will be for those who walk in that way. Wicked fools will not go about on it. No lion will be there, nor will any ferocious beast get up on it. They will not be found there, but only the redeemed will walk there, and the ransom of the Lord will return. They will re enter Zion with singing. Everlasting joy will crown their heads. Gladness and joy will overtake them, and sorrow and sighing will flee away. It's God's word to us this morning. Verse 8 is the text that I'm going to be focused on, and that's where I get my title, The Highway to Heaven. A highway will be there. It will be called the way of holiness. There was a special on television some time ago now, but it was entitled, They Said It Couldn't Be Done. It was a 90-minute special featuring the amazing things that man has built with his ingenuity technical skill, and back-breaking work. And some of the things that it featured were the Panama Canal, a canal that is 51 miles long, connecting the Caribbean Sea and the Pacific Ocean. The cost in dollars was slight compared to the cost of lives. There was also the Empire State Building and the Hoover Dam that holds back the mighty Colorado River. Also the Golden Gate Bridge, and of course Mount Rushmore, into which the portraits of Washington, Jefferson, Roosevelt, 
and Lincoln have been sculptured. Now, there were many other accomplishments uh, featured as well, but one of which was the United States highway system. They said that such a system is the most sophisticated, massive, and efficient travel uh, ever in the world. So the emphasis of the program, however, was what the title suggests, that before each of these projects got underway, there were those who said, it just can't be done. It just cannot be done. The skeptics would listen to the, the plans or the, the dreams of the those who wanted to construct these things, and then looking at the plans, they would say, categorically, these things cannot be done. The Empire State Building would fall at the first terrific storm. The Hoover Dam would break at the force of the first flash flood in the Colorado River. And the Golden State Bridge would collapse because of all the pull of the tides and high winds. It just cannot be done. The prophecy that we read this morning from Isaiah 35 is Isaiah's vision. Now, this prophecy takes place, of course, in the context in which the people of God are in exile in Babylon. And they're there because they have rebelled against the Lord, and this was God's judgment upon them, that they were exiles in Babylon. But after many years, they began to yearn again to come back to their holy city of Jerusalem. They wanted to return to Zion. They wanted to go back to their homeland, but from all intents and purposes, that was impossible because there was this great desert that separated them from their homeland. It was a physical barrier that was almost impossible to breach. It also symbolized a spiritual separation that they had between God and themselves because of their sin. And then they heard the prophecy of Isaiah and Isaiah's vision. And that vision was that someday, someday there would be a highway, a highway across that barren wilderness, that unmerciful desert, and that highway would come from beyond the horizon, ending at the gates of Zion. Can you believe it? Here was a man who had a vision of a highway stretching out over a desert through the barren wilderness. And it was not a mere track or faint track, almost impossible to travel. It was not a a bumpy, rough, ruddy path that would cause danger to the traveler. No, Isaiah saw a vision of a highway which was easy to find, easy to use, completely safe. This was a vision given by God regarding a highway that was constructed out of materials not yet known, across a desert not yet conquered, coming from beyond the unknown, 
and entering a city that was still only a dream. Now, no doubt, Isaiah was bombarded by the skeptics. Isaiah can't be done. It's impossible. Don't be such a fool. And you know, in this case, you would think that the skeptics were right. I mean, the wilderness was, at that time, was so desolate, so forbidding. And people could recall how many had trusted roads that man had built, only to become lost and die an agonizing death in the desert. And they could even quote some experts regarding the matter. Job, for instance, was a man who knew the wilderness well. But Job called it a wilderness without a way. And then Psalm, the psalmist in Psalm 107 remembers, and I quote, some who wander in the desert waste, finding no way to a city to dwell in, hungry and thirsty, their souls fainted within them. Isaiah, it just can't be done. And perhaps it even seemed impossible to Isaiah himself. But he was convinced, you see. He was convinced that it was going to be done, for this was God's word to him. This was God's word to him. And he knew that this highway would be built only by God. That it was God's way of bringing his people home. God was willing to make a highway to heaven so that his people could come back and be in fellowship with him again. Now Isaiah sees four aspects or characteristics of this highway that really indicates that it was something that God himself would make. First of all, he sees it as a holy way a holy way on which nothing unclean will be able to journey on it. Now that idea comes no doubt from the fact that in the days of antiquity there were holy ways on which religious ceremonies and cultic processions proceeded. And upon those roads, no one who had defiled themselves morally or in some way uh, ceremonially could ever walk on those holy ways. Well, now, Isaiah's vision of this highway to heaven, he spoke of it as the holy way. The holy way. Because it is God's highway to heaven. And he says, only those who have been redeemed by God will be able to travel upon it. Only those who are God's people can use this highway to heaven. Only those whose hearts have been changed by the grace of God. Only those whose hearts yearn to come home. Only those who have a deep desire to be with God. Only those who want to live in Zion again. They are the ones that can travel this highway to heaven. No one else. It's the holy way. 
Isaiah sees it also as a plain way. Meaning in contrast to the hard-to-find, hard-to-follow roads that were in existence at that time, roads that were often covered by windblown sand or whose very makeup made uh, look like the surrounding landscape so that if you're, you're on it, you always wonder if you're really following the road. <coughs> God's highway to heaven is so plain, so clear, so visible that Isaiah said, you know, and I use another translation here, even fools would not err upon it. Isaiah is not saying that fools will be traveling on that way. Fools defined as those who do not believe in God. He's not saying that they're going to be there, but that the way is so clearly marked, so well constructed, so easy to follow, that even fools would not go astray if they were allowed on it. So once you're on this highway... It will be so easy to follow that you will never, and I repeat, never be led astray. It will not come to a dead end. It will lead you to your destination. What a wonderful hope for the people of God. How many wander through life not knowing the true meaning of life, or not knowing their destination, or constantly wondering about how they're going to spend eternity. Well, God gave a vision to Isaiah that said, I'm going to build a highway to heaven. And it's going to be so easy to follow. But there were those who were saying, Isaiah, it can't be done. Now, another part of Isaiah's vision was that this highway would be a safe way. So not only is it a holy way and a plain way, it is also a safe way. In the ancient days, a road through the wilderness and mountain passes were very dangerous. There were sharp turns, there were narrow passages. There were sheer cliffs. Lurking on these roads were lions really wanting to devour. But the most uh, dangerous of all were people like the Jericho roadmen who made highways their meeting place with murder and robbery their purpose. Dangers constantly threatened the traveler upon the Palestinian road. However, upon the Lord's highway, Isaiah said, there's no lion who will be there, nor will any ferocious beast be able to get upon it. So the Lord promises to build his highway to heaven with no traps, no lurking dangers, without any highway robbers. It's just a very safe way to heaven. And then one other thing, it's a happy way. Isaiah said, and I quote, The ransom of the Lord will return. They will enter Zion with singing, and everlasting joy will crown their heads. 
Gladness and joy will overtake them, and sorrow and sighing will flee away. Think of all the sighing you did yesterday. Ah, so hot. So tired. Life's hard. Think of all the sorrow that perhaps you have experienced. And Isaiah's vision said it's going to be gone. All that's going to be gone. It's going to flee away. Now I want you to note that these people as they, they're returning. I want you to note that they're returning. They're thinking, Isaiah, of course, is thinking about the exiles in Babylon, and, and we find that they're not going anymore. They're returning to Zion, returning to home. They're going back to the city of Jerusalem, and they're singing, not because they, of what they have done, and it's really not what they are seeing, but they're singing unto Zion. Zion is in their immediate future, and that is why they're singing. They're happy. This highway is leading them home. This highway is leading them to God. This highway is the only way to come home. And that's Isaiah's vision. And so many said it just, it can't be done. But like that TV show, the pictures of Mount Rushmore, pictures of the Hoover Dam, pictures of the Empire State Building prove that in spite of the skeptics, they were done. Well, we have the Bible, God's Word. And in the New Testament, it talks about the way. It talks about the way. And they say, the Testaments say, that way is Jesus Christ, the Lord. That way is Jesus Christ. He is the way home. He is the highway of God to heaven through the wilderness of our lives, sin and death and hell. And that way was constructed by the obedience of Jesus Christ to the will of his Father. And that way was constructed by the suffering of Jesus Christ at the hands of men. And that way was constructed by the sacrificial death of the very Son of God. And it is that death and resurrection that spans this wilderness of sin and spans this chasm of death. He tunneled through that obstacle of our sin, removed the jagged teeth of the evil beast, and the winds of the world can never obscure it. The highway to heaven is Jesus. That means that there is no Mormon way. And that means 
that there is no self-righteous way. And that means there is no Buddhist way. And that means that there are no Muslim way. There's only one way. The highway to heaven that was constructed by the blood and death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. All those others are man-made efforts to get to God. Why, why would anyone want to follow a road made by man? When God gives them the option that there is a highway to heaven made by him, there are no other ways. We're all not going to the same place. God has given us a highway to heaven through Jesus Christ our Lord. You know, it's amazing how quickly those who believed in Jesus Christ came to be named, uh, known as the followers of the way. Isn't that beautiful? Paul, before his conversion, is said to have persecuted those who belonged to the way. And at that time, the world clearly saw this highway, and the world could easily see the faces of those who believed in Jesus Christ, that they were walking along the highway to heaven. Just look at the face of Stephen. And even while he is being stoned, his face flowed with great joy. And like Peter and John, who while in prison simply had to express their joy, they sang because they knew they were on their way home. They knew they were on this highway to heaven. And then there were people like Paul who had absolutely no fear as he walked along the ways made by man throughout the known world because he knew that nothing, neither beasts nor any person or even the devil himself could stop him from reaching his destination. The highway to heaven has been built and Jesus is the way and those who believe, who are the redeemed of God, will arrive in Zion. And then comes a difficult part of my message. So we have heard of the way, but are we all traveling the way? And I don't intend to discourage anyone or really judge anyone, but we have to remember as Isaiah has prophesied and as God has constructed, this way is holy and this way is plain and this way is safe and this way is happy. And that means that if you are walking frequently or if you... The way that you are walking frequently leads you into the dark alleys of this world. Perhaps you should take another look at, at the way you are traveling. And, and if, if you're constantly doubting, 
constantly looking and searching for the way or, or feel that somehow you just haven't found it yet even though you've been told a hundred times that Jesus Christ is the only way, then perhaps you're that fool that Isaiah thought could not exist where he said even the fool could follow the way without any trouble for it's so clear it's so easy. <clears throat> and then again, if you are constantly meeting obstacles, you're constantly dealing with difficulties, if you're constantly being faced with temptations, remember that Peter warns us that the devil is prowling around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour and if you're facing these things constantly, then perhaps you're not on the way. Because God has made this highway to heaven without any obstacles, without any problems. It's a safe way. Isaiah said that if, if you're on that way, you're going to be singing about Zion. On that way, you, you know you're headed for glory. On that way, you're going to end up home. And that's why when you know Jesus as your Savior, there's a deep, deep-rooted joy in your soul. And if that escapes some of you, perhaps you're trusting in something other than the Lord Jesus Christ or you're trusting in the things of the world and they remain too attracted to you and the only conclusion we can make about that is that then you're still in Babylon Amen Father thank you for this highway to heaven. Thank you that we find great joy in walking that way through Jesus Christ. Thank you for the joy it gives to us, uh, the assurance that when we're following him, we don't have any other options. We need no other options. We know that we will go to eternity to be with you. So thank you they said it couldn't be done. Many men have tried to make it so, but it's you that have made this highway, and now we are able to walk upon it. Thank you, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. <clears throat>